In September of 2021, the first program that we had in person in the church building was a catechism class on a Sunday evening. And a bunch of then middle schoolers gathered together to embark on a journey, a two-year journey of taking once-a-month classes, uh, exploring what it means to be a Christian, what it means to follow Jesus, what the Christian tradition looks like, especially from our perspective in the UCC. Each of these kids has been tremendous. The amount of work that they've put in, the ways that they have bonded with each other, the vulnerability that they've shown with each other and with the adults who've been a part of this program, it has been a huge gift to be a part of this class with you all for the last two years. We have five kids here this morning. There are six kids who finished catechism, but one of them had family obligations that took them away this morning. We have five students who will be celebrating today, and four of them are offering prayers for us. Many of them have participated in sermons over the last two years. You might recognize their faces and their names from those times that they've shared with us. But this morning, instead of inviting them to prepare sermons, in light of our scripture reading where Jesus prays for his disciples, I asked students to prepare their prayer for this church. All of these kids know that they are embraced by this church. And today is an opportunity for them to reflect back to you all some of the love that they have received and some of what they see as the gifts of this church, as well as what their hopes are for this community um, as they move forward in relationship with you, some as members, some as people sitting in the pews who aren't ready to be members yet, <laughs> but in whatever capacity. Um, you are a community who has been important and they have the opportunity now to offer prayers for all of us. I'm gonna start by inviting Zoe forward. At our last catechism class, we got to affirm one another. And one of the gifts that Zoe has brought to our group is the ability to ask questions in a non-threatening way. Dear Creator, who has called us together to be your people, I am grateful for the diversity in our church. I am grateful for the sense of warmness and inclusivity. At this church, you are free to be you, and we all welcome that. I hope that all of the toddlers and children know that the church is a safe place for them to learn and play. I hope the unhoused know that they are always welcome within these walls. I hope the teenagers know that it's okay to ask questions, and it's okay to be curious about the Bible, the scriptures we read, and the things we talk about. I hope people of all genders and sexual identities know that our community is stronger when they are a part of it. I wish for our church to mix different age groups in future interactions and for the youth to help the community and beyond. I hope our church is always inviting, warm, peaceful, and connected. You are the force of everything good. Amen. The next student I'll invite forward is Sabrina Cabrera-Shram. One of the gifts that Sabrina has brought this group is a rare combination of vulnerability and humor. 
The way that she has opened herself up to share fully with this group has been beautiful. Hi, everybody. I'm Sabrina. It feels like just yesterday I met this amazing group of people, yet I have made so many memories with them that I will never forget. I am grateful for this church because of the choir who gives us music every Sunday and makes sure that we come together in beautiful music. The people who make the delicious food that we all get to share every Sunday and everyone who runs the behind the scenes to make Sunday services what they are. This church overall is really supportive and helps one another no matter what they're going through in life's journey. When my family was going through a really hard time and I had no motivation to go to catechism anymore, I brought myself to see what it might look like. They showed what true friends were, really were and they really showed me how to support one another no matter what was happening. When I first started this journey, I did it with my brother, Gabriel. Today, he is not able to stand here with me today, but I know he is watching me and proud of my family and myself. I would like to say, we did it, Gabriel, and I love you very much. Thank you. I'm actually gonna invite Jean-Pierre next. It's a different order than what's in the bulletin. I know, I apologize. Jean-Pierre, if you could come forward. Jean-Pierre is one of the funniest people in this class. He brings a tremendous sense of humor. And he's been a trooper because, you know, not sitting still for two hours on a Sunday night after a busy weekend is not the first thing that most 13, 14 year old boys would choose to do. And JP has engaged, he's been present, he's participated, and the questions that he's been asking in the last six months in particular have been some of the most insightful and curious questions that we've gotten from the group. We give thanks for our Father who called us together who beat his people. We thank him for showing us to accept us all as we are and let us into our church and into heaven, not for the way we are, but for what we do and how we make others feel. We pray that we can always see past the surface level of others and let them into our lives because of it. We pray that we can cleanse hate from our hearts and help others do so as well. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, now I'll invite Sage forward. It is not easy having your mom teach a class that you are going to. Um, but Sage has done an incredible job at being present, being authentically themselves, and also um, challenging me to be authentically myself every time we get together. Um, I am grateful for all of the um, really deep reflection that they bring to this group. Dear God, I was supposed to write a prayer for the church. You all heard my mom. I was supposed to tell you all of my hopes that I have for this community. 
but I don't think you need my hope. So I won't. This church has redefined the word hope for me. The way that you hope is by building the playscape and supporting each other when Nathan left and stepping up to help when we had no designated pastor and finding new ways to worship during COVID-19. Those actions are what hope is in my eyes. You don't need to hope, like I don't need you to hope for me and I don't need to hope for you because our connections are so close that especially in such a big congregation like ours, like we have such big connections with singular people that is rare in a big church like this. You all build hope through each relationship. For example, I know so many of the teenagers here because of the activities that we do. And I know Kim Ligavoli because we work together to, and Corey and M. Norwood and Caroline Cabell and Al Hart Young, you're all like my aunts and uncles. And Caroline Myers feels like a grandma. <laughs> each of those special connections, each of those actions is what builds these invisible pillars in the church. If you look closely, you can see them. Like that one is for new members and members leaving the church. And that one's for kids and youth. And that one is for supporting each other through death. And this one is for new birth. If you look closely, you can see them. And that's why I don't think you need my hope. Because you've already built it yourself. Amen.